This one's for you. This one's for you. I think I made it. I think I made it. I think I made it because I'm always smiling and you're the reason now. Girl, So 
you can't get out of life alive. And he says, it's nothing like, it's not like after you die, so somebody's going to say, congratulations, you made it out of life alive. Right. So it's like, nah, it, it don't work that way. Everybody got to check out because you just don't know what it is, but you just can't get out of life alive. So that was one of my favorite ones. It seems like that's what's kind of motivating you. I know when we have our off-camera conversations, we talk about that a lot, following what it is that you want to do and going yeah. forward. So, yeah. Yeah, being, and it was just, and another thing about being, like, well, I knew it was, something was going to be different about that interview because I, when we actually set up my camera guy, Dominique, he, he set it up for me. So I just called in on the phone and, and I was just trying to, I thought it was going to be like a five minute conversation. It was like, you know, okay, we're going to set it up and shoot it here and that and that. But like, then when he was talking to me on the phone, a five minute conversation turned into 30 minutes. So I knew then I was like, yeah, this is going to be a deep conversation. And, uh, that, that was actually my longest interview. It, it went about an hour and 35 minutes. And it's one of those conversations, you know, when somebody's talking like that, you don't even want to rush it. Yeah, you yeah. just let the person go and get it out. So Ben was, it was it was a dope interview, man. I, I really enjoyed the time with him. And that's somebody I still stay in touch with. Um, I actually went by there again maybe a few weeks ago just to get some ice cream and show some support. Mm -hmm. And staying 20 minutes, yeah, you know, I ended up staying like another hour. <laughs> Anytime you need some advice, I would say that's the guy you need to check out because he, he'll drop some stuff on you, a lot of knowledge. So that was one of your favorites? Yeah. Not singling anybody out? Yeah, not, not singling anybody out. And that's actually one of the interviews, you know, I like I like to go back and look at them and watch the videos and see to see where um what I can correct and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and listen and, and pick up on some other things. Because sometimes when you're interviewing somebody, you, you kind of miss out on other questions that you could ask like, oh, I kind of yeah. went off of that again. So sometimes, that was one of the interviews, just like with video, I actually don't even need the video footage to watch it. Like, I'll actually go to my SoundCloud, which is if I'm riding, or when I was at my other job, I would just turn it on and just listen to it. Wow. It's just something. That inspirational. Huh? Yeah. yeah okay. Then it, it was that deep for me. Okay. So, how do you go about getting your guests? Um, me, I just reach out to people. You know, I just, some of, the, some of the people I already knew, or some people we went to school with, so I, I reach out to them and ask them, um, would you be willing to do a, do an interview for me? Of course, most of them, for the most part, most people are, are nice and kind enough to say, sure, I don't mind. It's just it's hard to figure out the time to, to right. do an interview. Now, I've had a couple of people who haven't responded, which is, I mean, it's cool with me too, so it doesn't bother me. But like Steve Harvey said, um, so what if they say no? It's not like you had it anyway, so right. it doesn't bother me to ask people because you never know uh, the right opportunity might be right ahead of you. So you just gotta keep asking. And, um, some people, and even when I go to some of the businesses around here, um, I had somebody tell me, uh, "Yeah, I, I gave my business card and told them like, we'll, we'll shoot you an email and get in touch with you." But I, just the way yeah. you can tell off the vibe, it's like, okay, it, it won't happen. But it, it don't bother me. I mean, but you still gotta try anyway. Yeah, it is what but it you is. Never know. Exactly. So is there a certain criteria for the guests that you're looking for? Um, or just anybody or? I'm, I'm open to just putting people on my platform because I think we don't have enough people in the media of our own. And not, it doesn't necessarily have to be all black people, but for us, I think we need more people, more of our people as well in the media and putting them on our platform mm -hmm. to share their stories and share their business. Because I don't think we do a good job of that around here enough of like telling us, letting these people tell their stories of how they got started. So I, I like to, to put people on around here, um, as long as you're really doing something positive. Um, I'm, I'm okay with 
hopefully something positive and, and building people up. Um, I've had a couple music artists on which I tell people music is not really my lane. Of course, I like listening to music, but I'm not right. like a music guru. I don't know all the artists. But, you know, I, as long as it's something positive, then I'm, I'm okay with it. But just, you know, drug dealing and anything. And it's got to be a legal business. Right. So as long as it's legal and something positive, then I'm all for it. So you've covered a lot of events. Mm -hmm. um, I know most recently, well, I think most recently, because you're a busy guy, but yep. I know you went to uh, Chris Paul's camp. Yep. Tell me about that. It was, um, what happened was uh, Marcus, I actually met Marcus through Coach Cox. And, um, mm -hmm. I actually did a high school tournament with him over in Dorman a couple of years. So Marcus, I really appreciate Marcus because he, he actually put me on. And I actually, he actually took me to Tennessee with him to cover a softball tournament, and he took us to North Carolina for the event. And they paid for everything, room, food, everything was covered, so I always appreciated Marcus, and I stayed in touch with him as well. But we were, he actually invited us there. I didn't think I was going to be able to make it because, you know, my daughter was born like a few days before this. Mm -hmm. So I actually ended up being able to go up there, and um, basically it was a Rise of Stars event where it was a lot of ninth graders. Uh, all the kids going, they were getting ready to be in the ninth grade, and uh, they just show, showcasing their talent. The first night we did interviews, I, I interviewed like 50 kids. The second night they played games, the second and third day they were just basically playing games all day. And Chris came the second day, he came Saturday and talked to the kids for maybe like 30 minutes or so, and then he stayed for like two or three hours. But um, basically the kids just showcasing their talent. Um, playing against each other from all over. We had some kids from Canada and all over the country. Yeah, and um, it, it was just a good event just to see the talent that um, all these kids have. And they actually did a, they had a dunk contest. And, like, some of those kids, footage. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was crazy to see how some of these kids could, could get up and jump over other kids' heads. And some of the guys were like almost able to be tall. I didn't realize they were all ninth graders. Right? Yeah, every, ninth graders. yeah, everybody there going ready in the ninth grade and they headed to the ninth grade right now and of course some of the kids there you can tell like, if, if they stay level headed and humble mm -hmm. and just keep working on their craft and they can you probably see them on tv one day cool beans uh what's your favorite event that you've covered so far out of all of them um i'll probably say i i enjoy covering the hornets um, the hornets? I, yeah I, what did I, you do with the hornets well, I, I was with coach cox and um basically we would just go to the games, and they, of course, when you're in the media, they feed you. But when you go to the games, they seat you there. Um, you go in to eat, and then you go, they'll have your seat, and they'll have like your name and who, you, who you're um, working for. Mm -hmm. They have that up there, and you'll sit in your area, watch the game, and then after, that, after the game is over, you go down to the uh, media room and, and sit there and, and ask the coach questions about the game, and then after that, you can go into the locker rooms of both teams, home and away. So that was my chance. That was the first that's time. That's a pretty I got. cool experience. Yeah, yeah. So you, so that's the, that's the time you get to see like all the players, all the guys that you see on TV. You get a chance to go in and, and interview them and ask them questions. And Who did you talk to? I talked to Dirk. Talked to Dirk. Uh, D Wade, Melo. I had a lot of pictures of a lot of guys. Um, of course, my favorite player is Kobe, but I didn't get. Get a chance to see him. I was actually at the game, but that was uh -huh. the year that Kobe was, was dealing with a lot of injuries. But yeah, uh, Melo, D Wade, um, Kyrie Irving, uh, it was a lot of them. Dirk. Dirk was probably the most professional guy I ever 
stood there and answered every single question. Like, whatever he asked, yeah, he was just he was very humble. I did not know you did that. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was actually a time where I don't think I was really on Facebook at the time. Like, I had took a, a break from Facebook, and I was just using my Twitter. So I would post, like, some of my pictures on Twitter. And um, that's why I put a lot of my, that was at the time I put a lot of my stuff there. Mm-hmm. But um, and then I still have a lot of a lot of that content in my phone as well, in my old phone at home. But um, also Anthony Davis was another guy, Chris Bosch, Sebastian Napier. Uh, it was man, I, just about any of those guys you can think of. I had a chance to sit down. Chris Paul, of course, I saw him there. Uh, uh, Blake Griffin. Everybody. The same time. Yeah, I, I seen most of those guys. If anybody that you can think of, pretty much, um, I saw, I had a chance to sit down and talk to. Okay, so, like, where do you, how long have you been doing this, first off? Overall? I actually started senior year, first semester of my senior year in 20. 14, 13? 13, yeah. 13. I, I didn't graduate till 14, December 14. So, it just, I started then when I was in, uh, Got my teacher name from, from that year, but uh, we had to do a project about our career. And at the time, I was like, I still don't really know what I want to do. I just felt like I was going through the motions at school. Because what was your major? It wasn't communications, though, right? It was. Not, and I changed it a few times. It uh-huh. was. I had. It was computer science. Then it went to computer information systems, and I had a minor in business. And then I didn't like that either. So then I changed to information management. And got a minor in mass media. So then I was like, you know. Let me find out. I want to do something that I really enjoy doing. If I'm going to do something, and I would tell anybody, if you're going to do something, make sure it's something that you're truly passionate about and you see yourself doing it for mm-hmm. the rest of your life. Because right. if you do, if you're not, then you're just going to go through the motion and pick up a paycheck. So that's when I got the idea. You know, I really like sports. And just seeing those guys, Skip and Stephen A. on first take at the time, and mm-hmm. I'm watching them debate all the time. I'm like, man, that would be cool to like, just talk about sports all day. So then I... Um, just started networking, you know, I worked at Costco, and I worked outside at the gas station, so that's how I like, met a lot of people, and that's how I actually met Coach Cox, and I told him, you know, I was looking for an internship, so he gave me his business card, I gave him a call like a week later. Were you still in college at this time, or were yeah, you I was still, still, okay. Yeah, okay. oh, this was senior year, pretty much, okay. and um, he just, he gave me a call, and well, I started out just doing um, broom high school football with him, and then... As we did the Costco football, he told me, hey, I'm going to cover ACC Media Day. And after that, the same day, we'll, I want to go cover the Hornets. He said, if you want to, you can go with me. So I told him, sure, I wouldn't mind doing it. So that was the first day. And ever since then, it just took off from there. Because that, that same day, I saw Coach K, Roy Williams, uh, Rick Pitino, Jamie Dixon, uh, Leonard Hamilton, Florida State. I saw all those guys, and then that same night, covered the Hornets. And I saw after the, after they beat Milwaukee, we were walking to the hall, walking down the hall to go interview the coach. And then mm-hmm. I saw Michael Jordan coming, walking oh past God. us. I'm like, man, I seen all these legends in one day. So it was it was like a great experience for me. So that, that's actually really how I got started with the whole. So thing. were you kind of learning on the fly, or did you kind of already have your skills? I was pretty much learning on the fly. Yeah. Because when I, when I went to the games, I, I didn't really know what to do. I just felt like I was there, honestly, because it was just like overwhelming. Like, I'm watching these guys on TV every night, and now all of a sudden I'm sitting right in front mm-hmm. of them. Like, people, and it, it, was, it was crazy. But I had a lady, uh, Vashtar, 
when I was at media, ACC media, that she gave me some great advice. She was like, you know, I was in the same position you were a couple of years ago, but she was like, you know, these are your peers now because we need to remember that because if you put them on a pedestal, mm -hmm. then you already lost. Mm -hmm. You can't be like, just like a fan of them. So when she told me that, it kind of like settled me down and I just started asking questions, but like it's, it's, it's crazy when like, you just you finally in front of all these great athletes and so the future Hall of Famers and the guys that you uh, grew up watching now it's, it's, it was like humbling for me so I, I it was a great experience. The first time that we um, the first time I actually went with UNC uh, with Coach Cox and we were doing the broom game and stuff and I heard you I thought that you were really good so I was like God how long have you been doing this? So no, I, I, I had just started and I was. I was actually, I was scared at first. Really? The first, I could not tell. I promise I couldn't. Yeah, I thought you were really good. When, when I first started, when he, the first game I ever went to with Coach Cop, I thought I was just going to sit back and just watch him and, and other, I forgot the other guy's name. And uh, I, I thought I was just going to sit there and watch them uh, with the game, cover the game. Mm -hmm. And the next thing I know, after they set everything up, he threw me a headset. So I'm like, not, I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, okay. That's you know, good experience. Yeah, though. it was good experience, and you know, he just asked me different things about the game. So that's kind of basically how you know how I learned because you know sometimes when you pray for things, you know, mm -hmm. God give it to you. You got you got to take it. You ready to learn? So so that's what I, I mean. I prayed on it, and I, I was just that's what I wanted to do. I was like, you know, I, I just really want to do something in sports. So when the opportunity came, I I you wasn't it. yeah, I just took advantage of the opportunity. Do you feel like that was a sign? Oh yeah, it, it that was you were ready and you were able to do it. Yeah, it, like this is what I'm It's one of those things, you know. We always hear all the time, you know, you you know you don't have experience. So how do you get experience where well somebody don't give you the opportunity? So exactly. when Coach Carter gave me the opportunity, it was like you know I I never been in this position before, mm -hmm. but like let me just go ahead and give it a try anyway because you never know unless you try. And uh, and plus I played a little sports in in school, so I just kind of took my experiences and just tied it into the game. So basically that's how, that's kind of how I transitioned because I, I mean, I played a little bit in school. So what's your motto? Cause I'm kind of hearing like a reoccurring theme here. What's your motto? What's one of your favorite quotes? What are you, what would you tell people that are trying to get into this field? I would just say, uh, first of all, just step out on faith. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things I've, I've been here constantly just, Step out on faith and, and don't be afraid to hear the word no. Because right. I'm telling you, I, I've heard you hear? so many times. Like, I, I still, in my email to this day, I, I, I guarantee you I have over 100 emails where it says, like a generic email that says, you know, we we thank you for putting in for your mm -hmm. application. But we decided to move in a different direction. Yeah. And a lot of times, that's why <laughs> I'm, I got to the point where I was like, you know, I'm just done with pretty much putting in applications. Because I'm like, I don't even know if these people are really taking the time to really look at my application. Cause I was like, there's no way that with the experience that I have, like how in the world, not being cocky or anything, but I was like, how in the world, I don't, I'm pretty sure, cause I was 22 at the time, like how in the world, from so many people, I don't think there's too many people, mm -hmm. 22 years old, just sitting in the NBA locker room and interviewing for it. So I don't I, know too many. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I'm just like, you know, I was like, I got two points there. I'm forgive, let me just create my own opportunity. But I, I would tell people, you know, just uh, step out on faith and whatever whatever it is you truly passionate about, just go for it. Because like, like Ben told me, he said, you know, you can't get out of life alive, so why not go after what you truly want to do? So first key, 
just step out on faith and, and just believe you can do it and just and grind, man. Just and work hard. And don't stop. Yeah, you can't stop. You got to put in the work. You got to be persistent. Because yeah. it's not going to happen overnight. Exactly. Not, and I think a lot of people are afraid to hear the word no. So that's why they don't. Do you feel it. like you're immune to no now? Does no still affect you? It, when, I, when I hear the word no, it's just like, okay, fine, it's cool. Let me just show you you miss out on what you miss out on. So, so that's it's like why, motivation for you. Exactly. I just use it as motivation. Even when, when things don't turn out my way, which, they, which things still don't turn out my way now. Like I was telling y'all off camera about the situation with the interview. It was like, okay, cool. And tell me out. about that, because I want to I get that on camera. Yeah, so this lady, I don't want to say her name or anything, but, uh -huh. but I, re I read a book, and so I was like, man, just hearing her story about how she was a Christian and everything, and how she's, she just had stepped out on faith and went for what she truly wanted. I was mm -hmm. like, man, that's, that's kind of deep for, that's kind of deep. So I was like, well, let me reach out to this lady and um, to see who she'd be interested in doing an interview. So when I reached out to her, she she wrote me back <clears throat> maybe like a couple of hours later and she's like, Hey, if I checked out your page, can I send a link to my email as well? I mean to my website as well. Mm -hmm. And she was like, Look, you got some exciting things going on, but if you don't mind me asking, do you feel like the players protesting is a good thing? Because if so, then I don't think I could be a good person for your to do for your podcast. And um, I understand why the players are protesting. I just felt like the message was getting lost. And she was like, yeah, the message, she, she was just saying that, uh, and I asked her, if you, don't, if you don't mind me asking, what do you think they should do? She was like, I think they should stand up, put their hands over their heart, and respect the flag. And I told her when Colin Kaepernick took the knee, he said it first, but then he reached out to Nate Boyer, an ex-military guy, and um, he told him that kneeling would be a sign of respect. And she was just like, she just basically said she felt like with him protesting, he felt like, she felt like they was, he was um, dividing the country. Which can't be no worse than uh, the head man in charge right now, how divisive he is, but you know how they goes and how they narrative quickly change. And basically she just said that she felt like he was dividing the country and everything. So I, and I asked her, what would you, so what would you suggest I do with my page? He said, I, I think you should take that guy off your page because I feel like a lot of people around the country was offended. And uh, basically, I was like, if that makes you feel comfortable with doing the interview, then okay, that's fine. So then what's crazy is I actually, you know what, I, I, I took it down for a second. I was like, because maybe it's, maybe, People are, people are offended, but at the same time, I thought to myself, man, you know what, people, other people are offended because they changed the narrative and they're not understanding why he took the knee in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what, if she don't want to rock with it, bump, I'm just going back up there. So basically, she didn't, she didn't, she wouldn't even mention his name. She just said, take that guy, which she, she was talking about Colin Kaepernick, and she just didn't really even want to uh, acknowledge him and why, why he took the knee, basically. So I was like, you know what, it's just a, a missed opportunity. And like I would tell y'all, I think sometimes we, we need to be careful of like the right. businesses that we support because we don't really know how they feel. Like they, they probably don't care about us. They just care about the money that we that we bring in to them. Like stuff like that is like, it, it kind of makes you wonder like, man, who, who's really for you and, mm -hmm. and, and what, are they really good for you? So 
that was that was basically the, the entire situation with the interview. So after that, we pretty much knew her from the beginning, really. So and then and that's cool. So I mean, and if she was open to talking about it on camera, then I would be not for it. But you know, maybe that's something she doesn't want to be known. And I think people. I won't even put it out put out there on blast because I'm not even trying to ruin the business. Right. But you know, it's something you know. I we know who you are now. Like, I know who you are. Like we've become safe. You know the real her. Yeah, exactly. Like she was saying, she's really patriotic. And what y'all understand, like you know. But I feel like, like you said, the message got lost. I don't feel like it has anything to do with being patriotic. I don't feel like the reason he was kneeling was because he hates America. It, the message exactly. got lost, and yeah. I feel like. And I told her that. I told her that Nick Boyle was the one that suggested right. that he take he kneels instead of sitting down as a sign of respect. But she was just like she just feel like everybody needs to stand up, put their hand over their heart and respect it. Cause she was saying, What about the other people who 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 fought for our country and they died and, and stuff like that? It's just like some people don't really try to understand why and it's just like it's hard to to get them to understand true meaning of it. So I, I don't know. And I and I asked one of my, my latest interviews with some tell Pete uh Coach Lawrence, I asked, should we even try to try to get those people to understand where we coming from or where he's coming from with the protest or just just say forgive. But he said, you know, you still gotta try to work with him. Some people will try to understand and some people don't. And he said you can't say why people are changing the narrative. You can kind of hint at it or come up with ideas of why it might have um change the narrative, but you know, it's just, it is what it is, so, um, if people are open, one of the things I told her is, like, racism is a sensitive topic, but mm -hmm. how do you change, how do we change it if you don't want to talk about it, talk about it right? so, it, but it's like one of those, I was like, I, I hate that she felt that way, but you know, it is what it is at this point. Do you think if you would have done an interview with her, do you feel like it would have been hard to be objective and just let her, or do you feel like you would have let her say her points? You say your points, you hear her out, she hears you out, or do you feel like, because I feel like if it was me, I would try my hardest to hear her out, but I would definitely kind of be biased. Um, I really wouldn't, I would let her tell her side, because, you know, one of the things when we talk to Madeline, he's not, he's telling us, you know, it's, when you do an interview, it's not about you, it's, it's what's there, so yeah. I would let her put herself out there and let people judge her by what she says. I, I mean, of course, I'll say how I feel, but at the end of the day, um, I'm not going to just go at it and just bash it and say, you're mm -hmm. wrong and da -da -da, whatever. I would just let her voice her opinion, let people listen to it, and, and let them be the judges whether they think she's right or wrong. I mean, it's not up to me. It's, I mean, we can talk about it, discuss it, but if she feels like they're wrong, then that's her and that's something she's got to deal with. And I'll just let other people judge, be the judge of the interview. Gotcha. So switching topics just a little bit. Um, I know you do a lot of giving back. Um, mm -hmm. School just starting a couple months ago. I know you did a back to school giveaway. Yeah. Tell me about that and why that's so important to you. So I just came up with the idea. One of my goals a while back when I was writing my goals, um, it was like you know I want to be able to give back to people, give back to the community. Mm -hmm. And no, I don't have a whole lot of money, but I was like even the smallest thing just to show people appreciation can mean a lot to somebody who doesn't have anything. So. I was like, let me just take a little bit of money out of my pocket and just give back to the people. So what I did was I bought some book bags and I bought a couple of gift cards for Foot Locker. And people who listen to the podcast, all you had to do, you listen to the podcast and I put a keyword in there 
And once you give me the keyword, then I had to select the winner. So that's basically how I chose people who took the time out, listened to the interview. And from there, I just gave them like book bags, gift cards, um, loaded book bags with uh, school supplies in it. I gave them a couple of uh, proper line t-shirts. It was just something I wanted to do because um, I just feel like man, people, I mean, it's, it's hard out here for everybody. So I just wanted to find a way to just give back. Um, and it was just a, a stepping stone for me to show like how much I've grown as well. So then actually, I had a lady a few, about a month ago, and I was talking, I've seen her a few times outside of Costco, so I talked mm-hmm. to her and told her everything that I was doing. Right. She was like, you know, I, I wish I would have known because we, we like to do back to school giveaways. So she was like, next time they know, we can partner up and, and give out more supplies. So that was something right. that came about doing. So we, well, she said, in the future, we'll partner up and do a giveaway. And she was like, you know, I got my own business out here as well. If you want to do an interview, just come out here and sit down, talk to me, and we can go from there. So networking. Just, just networking and just being good to people and just, just being respectful because you never know what somebody's going through. So I always carried myself that way and I always wanted to give back. So that's how a lot of things have been coming for, to me. Just I feel like just by giving back and being good to other people. So what do you hope to accomplish with your podcast? What's the goal? Uh, I just really wanted to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And just you know, be an open platform for people to put out whatever they're uh, passionate about. Mm-hmm. So you're just welcome to come on and just share your gift and just and be a voice for the voices. You know, even like some of the things that go on in the community that people don't hear about. Um, just open, be open to them as well, as long as it's something reasonable, makes mm-hmm. sense. Then I'm, then I'm all for it. Pretty much open to it. Yeah, I'm open gotcha. to it. Yeah. So when people listen to it or when people watch you, what is one of the main messages you want people to take away from it? Just go after what you're passionate about. And, and honestly, really, I got to the point where I'm like, don't really put all your trust in, in a job. Mm-hmm. Um, because I saw Dane Dash say something interesting um, a couple months ago. He was like, People think that having a job is safe, but how is that safe if you can get fired? Which is true because you go in one day and, and, and the next thing your company might be doing bad and they might have to lay people off. So don't I, don't, I would say don't put all your your your, your faith in the job because you never know at any given moment when something happens and it might have to downsize and let you go or whatever. Always be, invest in yourself. That's, that's the main thing as well. Just, just really invest in yourself. Whether you get a paycheck, you take a little money out of it, set it to the side for you. Just, just try to invest in yourself because, you know, at the end of the day, companies are going to do what's best for them at the end of the day. So why not just That's do true. what's best for you at, at the same time? That's of course, you, you're, you're gonna, you can take something from your job, learn something from it, and, and apply that to whatever you want to do. But don't put all your trust in the job because if they have to, something goes wrong, then you know they'll they'll quickly turn, quickly cut ties. Yeah. And they tell you it's business. Yep. Where do you see yourself in the next three to five years? Um that's a tough question. Uh, hopefully hopefully I don't I really don't want to limit myself, mm-hmm. but I just want to I know I want to continue to grow my platform and, and be a, a bigger voice for the people honestly. And as long as I'm able to to give back and help other people. Like, I, I don't mind helping put other people on 
if I can't help you, maybe I, I know somebody else who can help facilitate something for you, work something out for you. So as long as I'm in a position where, if I'm in a position where I'm, you know, behind the scenes and just helping people connect with other people and helping them grow and helping them, then I'm fine. And, I, and I, I'm not even big on saying, you know, I, I put you on so when you get to where you want to go, give back to me, you owe me now. I don't even, I'm not even like this. I'm, I'm just like, if I help you put you on and you continue to grow, just be a blessing and help somebody else. And I know you mean about. that because exactly. you help me a lot. Exactly, yeah. So, and, and I don't even throw it up in nobody's face or anything. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, man, because that's what it's all about, you know. What, what good are you if you want to keep everything to yourself? So I'm just like, man, if I can help somebody else and then you can help me put somebody else on, bring somebody else up on you, then I feel like that helps. That makes me look good in a way that I've been able to bless you and then you've been able to bless somebody else and bring them up with you. You did your job. Right. What are some of the challenges that you face with um, just doing, with your podcast, with... Really just hearing no, of course, that's, of course that's the biggest, but it, I mean, it doesn't hurt me, but you know, you still have people that say no, um, but you know, just gotta keep, you just gotta keep going. Of course, I, I still hear lack of experience, but, um, and that's what really kind of pushed me to, to even do more things, like I was telling was telling y'all, because mm -hmm. um, I just got to a point where, after I quit my job last week, that I just got to more. One of your jobs. Yeah, one of my jobs. One of your jobs. Yeah, <laughs> too much, and um, I was like, I'm going to go, let me do what I want to do, so of course, I've been doing my podcast, but at the same time, I just started the process of starting my own books, so I'm just like, telling like, so, so many different things, people may not know about me, um, I don't. I have to say, I don't even know when the book's gonna come out. But I've got, I think I'm, I'm maybe like in five chapters right now, but mm -hmm. it's talking about school and student loans and just working and trying to figure out like what you, like if you, are you really living your purpose? So I'm just telling my story, but, but back to what you were saying, it got to a point where I was working and I was like, you know, am I gonna do this for the rest of my life, just work two jobs and just pay the bills and, they, and that's it? So I was like, no, let me, let me, yeah, it's more life. Let me stop, let me just stop this what I'm doing. And then I just like, you know what, I'm really gonna go all in on the podcast and, and just start reaching out to people and networking. And then once, once, I, once I hit the ground running, man, it, it's really been one of the best feels ever for me because I was just like, man, I, I feel like I've been able to help other people and then like I said, I've been able to like link other people, connect other people, even though I, I might not be able to help them with what they're looking for. I've been able to tell people, you know, I know somebody who can do this for you, so let me let you talk to them and stuff like that. So so that, that's really one of the things that, that just really helped me. But like you said, the hurdle part was just hearing no, but I, I, I just use that as motivation to, you know, just keep on connecting with other people and keep building my brand and keep grinding. It sounds like your ultimate goal is just to give back. But oh, yeah. is that it? That's your yeah, goal? Yeah, I, I just want to give back, man. Yeah. Because you never know what somebody else is going through. So so if, if I can help you in any kind of way that I can, um, it might not be financially, of course, because I'm, I'm not rich. Not yet. Yeah. Not, not yet. Positive thinking. Maybe, maybe one day, but you know. It's just one of those things. If I can help you connect with somebody else and and, and, and you can get to where you want to get to, then mm -hmm. I, I just feel good about it. So that that's that's how I look at it. But as long as I'm giving back in some kind of way, then I'm I'm cool. 
So talking about investing in ourselves going forward, I know you and I talk a lot about reading mm-hmm. and what that does for you. But you tell me how you feel about reading. Man, reading was really one of the things that kind of helped spark my spark my mind to make mm-hmm. me think that man, I could do so much more than what I'm doing now with, with uh, just working and picking up a paycheck. So once I finally started reading and, and hearing about other people's stories and how they got to where they are and just investing in yourself and, and making time for family, those, those things were what really hit me in um, with podcasting. Talking to people, they helped as well, but like just letting them tell me some books about what I might need to read and business books about growing your brand. Because one of the things that Gary Lee said in his book is when you when you post something on on Facebook or whatever, you already a brand whether you realize it or not. It's just when you post a picture, you you branding yourself already. So so that's one of the things I take took away from that book and so many others. But it's it's really helped spark my mind and make me believe that, you know, if they can do it, I can do it. And that's one of the things that got me going to where man I, I can't really put all my time in this job because I, I feel like I need it's so much more than life than just a paycheck. So I just started going after what I want to do. And that's how I actually got started with my process of writing my book, just reading about hearing about reading other people's stories and stuff like that. So reading is crucial. Some people think it might be corny because Why do you think people don't read? Um, I don't know. I guess like I said, some people might think it's corny or it's it's some people are cool with like Going out, partying, or whatever, and and that and that's cool. If that's what you want to do, cool. That's 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 your time. That's your life. Do what you gotta do. But I'm I'm just trying. I'm to a point where I'm like, man, I, I don't really care about the club and all this stuff. I'm I'm trying to elevate my mind and, and, and pull people up with me. So that's why I really I love I love to read now. Like I I shoot to a tape, like check this book out. Or something. Yes, I want to talk about yeah. this book that you told me to check out. It's a really good book. Tell me a little bit about it. What was one of your, I guess, main takeaways from the book? Really, the, the main takeaway when Gary Vee was talking about his brand was, was the, the thing that he took away, well, I took away from what was most important was he was saying, you know, family first. He was mm-hmm. like, you know, when you take care of your family, everything else will fall, the first thing fall into place. Yeah, so so that was another thing because when I was working two jobs, I, I didn't really have a lot of time to be with my kids. Mm-hmm. I just had a, a newborn, so I was like, you know, it kind of bothered me that I, I was missing out on so many events like games, and my son's games, and my baby girl. I didn't even get a chance to take her to her first day of school because I had to work. So it's like some of those things like that, man. It's like, man, you don't get these moments back. And 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 one of the things while I was working, I was like, man, I'm. I'm paying this and this and this off, like I'm, but as I paid like some of my loans off and got some refinanced, I was like, man, I, I wasted a, almost a year and a half just paying bills while my kids were steady growing up. So that kind of hit me. So I'm like, man, you know what? Money, money come and go, but the time that you miss with your family, like you, you don't You're get not it back. Yeah, you don't get it back. And seeing my kids grow up every day, man, it, it's just been a blessing. So. That was the main thing I took away from the book, which is, you know, family first and then everything else falls in place. Okay. And this book, guys, it's about building your personal brand. Mm-hmm. Um, it has some really good pointers in here on how to do that. So it's for anyone that wants to be an entrepreneur, um, has anything else going on, and you just want to build your brand, uh, get recognized for it, monetize it. 
It's a really good book, has really good pointers. Uh, I think it's written pretty in simple language yes, that is. pretty much everybody can follow. Quick I don't, read. It's very yeah. quick, it's not long at all. Um, but overall, I just feel like it was a really good book, and thank you for recommending it. Oh, no I really appreciate That's it. That's actually how I got started with my website, too, just because Gary V. Yes, let's talk about your website. Yeah, basically, what I had going was um, I just had my my interviews on SoundCloud, iTunes, and all that, and I had stuff all over the place. So I was like, you know, it, I think I hate to say it this way, but you know, people are lazy. Mm-hmm. They they want to get the things with the least amount of clicks as possible. I said, so I want to put all my content in one place. So that's how I ended up attaching all my social media to it. On there, you can read. I'll tell a little bit about myself and my my internship, um, all my interviews on there, and also the third page of it is um, where you can see pictures of like people I've interviewed in my back school giveaway, and some pictures of my um, my internship when I was covering the Hornets and stuff like that. So I put all of that on my website, you can check it out. And was your website pretty easy to make? Yeah, I use godaddy.com, like you were saying in, in the book. Um, I think I paid maybe like 12 or $13, but like I said, it's a self investment. So if you can't spend thirteen dollars on yourself, then you're really not trying yeah, to do something, something wrong. Exactly. And I just look at it like, man, we 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 spend so much money on other things that are irrelevant, like just all waste money on cars and clothes and all that materialistic stuff. Mm-hmm. Why not spend that money on yourself and invest in yourself? So that's why that's why I was like, this book right here just it was another stepping stone for me. So that's what another reason why I bought the book and, and made my website. Plus I wanted to see so for people to see check out some of my work and listen to the interviews and, and take something away from these people because a lot of the a lot of their stories like they didn't have much either, but they just stepped out on faith and hit the ground running and that's how they got to where they are. I always feel like you don't have to start I mean you have to be great to start but you have to start to be great. Exactly. So you just got you gotta do something. Yep. Whatever it is that you're passionate about, man, you just gotta go, you for, gotta it. go for it. Like Miss Charlene was telling me, uh, Miss Charlene from Charlene's Home Cooking, my interview with her, mm-hmm. uh, she's right down the road on Blackstock. She was saying, you know, I went, she had a couple of restaurants and they weren't going like she wanted to. And um, she went back home and started cooking for maybe like two years and then she said, God told her it was time to go. And she said, God, I, I don't have like, money to, to start again. Told her, I didn't even ask you that. She said, I said it's time to go. So she went, I think she said she went and got a building down here and she had maybe like $320 in her pocket. Mm-hmm. And five years later, she's still in the building. So it's just like, you just gotta start. You just step on faith. Gotcha. So tell me, tell me your website. What's it's, the name of your website? It's Cole's K Smith. Um, I, I thought it was gonna be cross the line or whatever, but. For some somehow when I was making my website, the domain name came up kind of different. So I just use Call Space Smith because that's my name. And uh, but on there you'll see Cross the Line podcast. You'll see my picture of me and I'm talking about myself and then just my interviews and pictures. So but people can find all your content on that site. Yeah, er- everything is on there. And at the bottom of it, it's um all my social media, my Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook, all of that is attached to my website as well. So. Okay. So it's tell them the website one more time. It's calleskcmilk.com, and that's pretty much it. Okay, and we got t-shirts. Yes. We got t-shirts, so you're definitely on this. Another your brand. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you also have your bands. Yeah, I, this was just something I was just messing with. 
before I even got my logo, I was like, the name of the podcast was Cross the Line Podcast. So mm-hmm. I just put it on a wristband. I was just playing around online, and I got maybe like 20 of them made. But it was just something simple. But now that I have my own logo, then I'm, I'm looking at going back to getting some more wristbands and, and definitely some more T-shirts. And me and my partner over here, We're working on another thing, another project that we'll be talking about soon. Okay. Well, we got to wrap up, but I really want to thank you for coming on today. Um, And I need you to come back because I want to talk about this book. I want to talk about this new project you got going on. So you'll be back, right? Yeah, no doubt. My people, so I got to come back and show up. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for having me. I had to get low, I had to get back I had to report, I had to get facts Cause you were just that, you that